podcast i'm sam i'm lexi and we're just two girls with the slight obsession of everything pop culture and we're joined by macy again yeah it's me again Woo! i told you you'd be seeing a lot of her yeah, yeah. So if you don't like me i'm sorry yeah no. too bad if you don't like her we're fighting so yeah we love macy mm-hmm. um but today we're doing a comfort episode where we're basically just going to talk about our comfort shows and comfort movies. Yeah. And if you're watching this, it's Valentine's Day weekend or Valentine's Day. This is our Valentine's Day episode. Or Galentine's Day. Galentine's Day. Oh, I, hate I love that, that word. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah, so we figured that'd be kind of like a nice idea for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Nice. I mean, are like, are some of these very comforting? No. No. That's foreshadowing. Um, yeah, foreshadowing. They're not. Um, but if you don't know what a comfort show is, actually, Lex, would you like to read your fun description <laughs> you found? According to Urban De- Dictionary, a comfort show is a television series that one watches to feel less terrible, and a movie that evokes many positive slash lovely feelings in that one person. That's very loosely because some of these shows ju- just do not wholeheartedly no. disagree. <laughs> yeah. Definition. Um, my own thing I wrote was that it's a go to watch when you're feeling upset or just need something to watch. It's one of those things you can put on when you're sad, when you're scared, when you don't have anything else to watch and you know this won't let you down. That That's a better definition. <laughs> yeah. Because then you can control what episode you're putting on Sounds a little better. Like- it's a little iffy. You know, sometimes you just want to go to cry. I but mean, yeah. there's one show I'm going to talk about where there's never a happy episode. No. <laughs> never. never. Uh, but do we want to start with our TV shows first? Yes, we can. We chose our top three. There's definitely more. I at least have more. Yeah, but, but this episode would so yeah. be so long. Yeah. My first show is How I Met Your Mother. And this is just the show that I probably rewatched the most. It's just one of the I could just put on in the background doing anything, and it's just background noise. But I could still quote like every single episode. It's very unhealthy. Um, shout out to the person that first made me watch this. I know no longer friends with her, but you know what? This is the only good thing that came out of the friendship <laughs> is my comfort show. It's just if you don't have like a sitcom as one of your comfort shows I think they're you need to go to therapy um just at least once Macy we'll get to you in a second Um, (laughs) but just I mean just they're 20 minute episodes of just like you could sit back and laugh and just like kind of forget about everything and that's what How I Met Your Mother is even though sometimes I was gonna say I feel like in that show there isn't a lot of moments for me, at least, that made me cry or upset. Like, there are, like, there are, like, a few off the top of my head that I don't want to yeah. think about. But, like, for the most Absolutely. part, I feel like that's, like, a show that's, like, like Very stagnantly happy yeah. and lighthearted. Yeah. Definitely. I have not watched Definitely. it. You should. It's really good. Okay. Then. I will put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, like, a high watch. People, like, kind of hate it just for, like, certain reasons and the whole plot of the show. The which- ending is what people yeah. hate. Yeah, I've heard about that. Which I fully understand. <laughs> but 
you have to admit, like, each episode is pretty funny. Rather, you just, like, take out the entire plot line of the entire show and just watch episode by episode. Each episode's pretty funny. It and it just, like, all the running gags and everything. They do really good Christmas and Thanksgiving episodes, too. I might have to start watching that while I play Sims. That might be my new Sims. There you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, There's, like, this one running gag throughout the entire show that I'll talk about a little bit later because it's one of, like, my favorite comfort episodes. Um, But me and my friends will just say, like, legend, wait, we're dairy, like, all the time. Um, There's some... What was it? It's Ted and, like... Robin's little thing when they're like oh that's a major problem they're like major problem it's just like (laughs) stupid little things that just like make me so happy and the the, honestly that's probably one of the shows I rewatched most in college while doing my homework or just studying because I need background noise so that's my go-to so thank you to the creators of Howard Mike Miller for getting me through college (laughs) I will say I have watched like episodes when they've been on tv like yeah kind of in the background but I will say there was one time I watched there was an episode on and something in it has always stuck with me and my family like none of us have watched it but that thing stuck with us and we still say it the woohoo girls yeah yeah we say that like all the time and that was like like five six years ago that we saw that and it still sticks with us just like they're so oh they're they try to find each other's doppelgangers throughout the show and the way that they find them are just so funny um Barney always saying suit up um oh my god speaking of suits though I had nothing suits me like a suit on my playlist for a good year stop I was obsessed I just also love Neil Patrick Harris so like another thing um and then there was something else what that was gonna say I had a huge crush on Jason Segal, or however you say his last name. I had a huge crush on him, like, a couple years ago. Adorable. I think I was dating someone that looked like him, and that was the only reason. Stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, no, I also have... I also feel like I am Robin Shrabotsky. Yeah. Like, Sam... Sam's the only one that has to... Agree with that, but because she's the only one that watched it. No, but, I can like, see it. Just very like tomboy hardcore. Does that mean Peyton you're like an honorary Canadian now? You know what? It can be. Even though I love that they make jokes of Canada the entire series. It's so funny watching it as part. a Canadian and knowing that American yeah. people wrote it because I'm just like, this is not anything like it is. Yeah. Here. I hope they make fun of bagged milk. I hope they do. I don't think they do. No, they don't. But we're not getting on the topic of bagged milk, so we'll be here all day. Okay, okay. That could be a whole whole episode in itself. Um, Fun fact, the creators of How I Met Your Mother are actually from where I live. Oh, I love that. Why aren't you in How I Met Your Father, then? Yeah. I know, right? No, like, no, Lily's dad is actually from, like, here. So my okay, my first comfort show is The Office, which is such a basic sitcom to like say is your comfort show, but I mean it's like I don't know, I I put it on, I know the joke like you were saying, Alexi, you know the jokes, you laugh every time. It just makes you happy and it's uh it's familiar and you just you know the character so well. And it's just, I don't know, like, I can watch any episode and I will die out laughing. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's like I don't know the office for sure and I know some people are like the office isn't funny which is fine with me your personality doesn't have to be that you hate the office (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) or your personality doesn't have to be that you love the office like it's just it's a familiar comfortable show that you just know it's always going to be funny. Um, and I, I don't know, there's just a, something so comforting about being able to recite your favorite lines when you watch episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of those things where I feel like, you know, it's a comfort show when you show someone else the show and you're so excited for them to have their reactions to what you're, you've watched before. So I think that also like kind of is the, the way of a comfort show. Yeah. Like you love sharing it with other people and you want to mm-hmm. see their reactions and how they laugh at certain things. So, yeah, I've always been, um, I like anytime someone hasn't watched the office, I love showing it to them. If I know it's their, their humor. Cause I know, I know it's not for everyone. Yeah. I no, get like, I've definitely like watched episodes of, it and I don't think it's my kind of show, but like, I'm mm-hmm. also like, I know it brings people joy. So like, yeah. who am I to say that it's bad or anything? Mm-hmm. Right. So if someone doesn't like it, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. But like, if I know it's their vibe, that's I'm not like, to say I haven't laughed at certain scenes from it. Cause I've definitely seen scenes and I'm like, what the hell is this show? Like it has yeah. its moments for sure. It's just, there's so many quotable things, obviously. Like, even if you haven't seen the show, you know some of the quotable things from it. In my law class in oh, high yeah. school, a bunch of the students convinced our teacher to watch it. And then he started showing us his favorite clips every single day. And I remember vividly us watching the scene where they were doing CPR on the dummy to stay in alive. Yes. And, like, we were just all dying in class. And it was, like, just a core memory now. Yeah. They... The writing is really good, and they're just so good at, like, just the comedic timing, and the actors are good. And also, my um, my AirPod case is a little paper company. Oh, that's cute! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I love so, I love, like, that kind of stuff, too. It just, it just gives me joy. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of The Office, though, my favorite is Friends. That's my first comfort show. And I feel like so often the office and friends are pitted against each other. Like it's always our kindred spirits. Thank you. Everybody's yeah. always like, do you prefer the office or friends? Which one do you think is funnier? And I'm just like, you, you know what? Like They're kind of the same show, just a bit of a different sense of humor. Yeah. And set in a completely different way. But I feel like right. they're kind of the same vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But a lot of the things you said, like, for me, like, I do get, like, really excited to watch it with people. Like, I'm just like, you've never seen this. Like, let me introduce this to you because it's just so fun to watch. And like I've already said, like, comfort shows are that kind of show you can put on wherever, like, whenever you don't have anything to watch. I can put on any episode of Friends and just, like, coast. Like, I'm good. Even Mm -hmm. the ones that kind of upset me. Like, there are some episodes that I'm just like, oh, it's kind of sad still watch them the only one I won't rewatch is the finale because that makes uh, me cry uh, and it still hits the same every right? time you see those yeah. it's like you're watching it for the first time it's like again. the pan out and then like zooming in on like the door frame I got full body chills it gets me every time I remember watching that live oh. I remember that that's a core memory of yeah. fourth grade <laughs> 
<laughs> you just showed your age, Macy. Some of these people have never I weren't know, even alive. I, when friends I was like, I when did that end? 2004? I was, yeah. yeah. So, I was, I was not watching the finale. Stop. Um, but yeah, it's just like, like, I love all the characters. I love all the episodes. Like, it's just so comforting to me. And, like, my friend and I, we are huge fans of the show. So, like, whenever we would have sleepovers, we'd watch, like, a scary movie. And we're like, okay, time to put on Friends. And then we had, like, favorite episodes. And we would be sitting there and we'd, like, quote it together the entire time. And just, like, oh, I love it. It brings people together. Yeah. Really like, does. that was definitely, like, our thing. Like, we would just, like, like we even got each other Friends-themed gifts for Christmas one year. Like, it's just our show. I love that. And, yeah. like, I know people aren't into the whole Joey and Rachel thing, but that was kind of, like, our favorite, like, storyline to watch because we have, like, one episode that is, like, an inside <laughs> thing between us that we think is so sad and so adorable. I thought they were cute. Still do. They are that's cute. another episode because I have thoughts. I totally, I completely agree with you. Friends would definitely be on my comfort list. And mm-hmm. I love that each uh, Friends character, I feel like you can identify we, with each of them yeah. like I know people say oh I'm such a Rachel and stuff or yeah. I'm such a Phoebe but it's like I feel like you can find yourself in I feel like you can bit of them absolutely. yeah like I can't definitely I definitely can't like just pick one I'm like okay I'm a little bit of Monica I'm also a little bit of Chandler and maybe yeah, some right. last thrown in there kind of thing yeah like I think it's everyone like kind is of just relatable. like a mix of all of them for mm-hmm. sure yeah and I love that I also think Friends is an interesting comfort show because of how many generations have watched it like yeah now, since it's on streaming sor- services like obviously like your generation and like part of our generation has watched it for the first time on there but like our parents watched it literally like, right before we started was... filming this it was on my tv my mom was watching it. yeah like our parents mm. watched it yeah while it was actually like premiering like people remember watching yeah. it and right so like you can go to like a family party and like just throw on friends and everyone will want to watch it. Something that's I like yeah. about it, I feel like you it doesn't age itself too much. Like no. I feel like with so many no. shows you can tell the age. And like maybe in like the first yes. season you can kind of be like, okay, this is kinda old. Yeah. But like after that, I'm like, no, like this feels it has its moments where it maybe isn't so modern. But like yeah. for the most part, I'm just like, this doesn't feel like a show from the nineties. That makes me think of one uh time one of them said BFF, and they're like, what? Everyone was like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, it means best friends forever. And it was like, how do you, how is that not, like, yeah. a common yeah. thing that you already know? So it was, like, one of those little things that I thought of. Yeah. Also, that's just, like, another show, like, where I have, like, Lexi said about How I Met Your Mother, like, so many just, like, inside jokes and, like, lines I just quote mm-hmm. on the daily. Like, I say it's a moo point constantly. <laughs> I love that show. I love that. It's, it's like one of my all-time favorites. Dang, I want to rewatch Friends now. I want to rewatch How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> you guys are like really making me want to just have like marathons. You guys are just selling it so well. Like you I are mean, even so even glad. though I even though I've seen it like seen Friends like I want to watch it again. Yeah, need to watch How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I need and to then watch rewatch Friends. Yeah, or do both. Yeah. yeah. Well, but she's still How I Met Your Mother is kind of like a more new version of Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like the characters in that you can kind of like pinpoint as Friends characters. Yeah. 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 Even though there's only five of them. That sucks. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but it's okay. 
I feel like also with Friends, there's like each one of this kind is kind of like a trope of characters. Mm-hmm. So like when there's other shows yeah. that have like a big ensemble like that, they'll be like they're also those tropes. So it's yeah. like yeah, no, definitely you kind of can relate them to each other. But also, Friends was a pioneer for that time. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Like, that, like, took over the 90s, I think. Like, I feel yeah. like you can't look up a 90s aesthetic without something Friends or Friends cast-related showing up. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Or basically just Jennifer Aniston, but... <laughs> True. That's <laughs> it's fine. But I also felt like it set up every other sitcom that was a bunch of single friends in a city mm-hmm. trying to navigate yeah. life and dating. Like, I feel yeah. like... Okay, maybe not, but, like, Sex and the City... Is it more of the raunchy version of Friends, in a sense? No, it definitely is, and just more of a female version. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, just, like, those 90s sitcoms. Yeah, they definitely were, like, helped every other sitcom after them, I feel like. Yeah. Because I feel like the in comedy, the, 80s, the writing is mm-hmm. just different from any yeah. other sitcom. I feel like in the 70s and 80s, it was, like, family sitcoms, like, Full House, yeah. and Who's the Boss, and that kind of stuff. And then 90s to 2000s was, like, friend kind of sitcoms. Like, yeah, you had How I Met Your Mother, you had The Office, you had, like, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. you had Friends, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, I think we're in a wave of, like, high school sitcoms. <laughs> like, Sex Education, Euphoria, Riverdale. Glee was there. Those aren't really sitcoms. True. Because they they follow. Have you gotten a good sitcom in a while? No. I'm going to be honest. I I can't remember the last sitcom we got that wasn't a reboot. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Well, (laughs) Blackish is a sitcom. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is definitely a sitcom. Yeah. Um, It's hard to think of a sitcom show. I was going to say One Day at a Time is incredible, but that's a reboot, so. Yeah. Modern Family, I guess. But it is in the laugh track. It is a sitcom. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a laugh track show. I think they retired the laugh track because nobody likes them. (laughs) Yeah. I like laugh tracks. So my next one is another sitcom. Well, this goes on the topic of more recent sitcoms that have actually taken off. Schitt's Creek. (laughs) Um, yeah. this is one that, this like, is one we've actually all seen. Oh my god, it is. I think this is, like, the only show Wait, that we've all friends. seen. Friends. Okay. Oh, well, that's, yeah. you just, and that's our, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, what I thought. I have yes. a Shit's Creek sticker on my phone. You can't see it, because I got something over it, but it's all of them on there. I love that so much. I got much. nothing. And my shirt's just great. I just pulled in the cheese the other day, and I just kept saying it over and over. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you fold it in. <laughs> just the timing of everything in that show was just so good. And just, they were so campy. Which so yeah. campy. Made it a thousand times better. Also, that cast, top notch. You could not change a single thing about it. I would die for Dan Loving. Oh my yeah, god. Just I completely agree. Ever. Um, I'm a Catherine O'Hara stan. I am too. Them are so good. Oh my god. Uh, I love but Dan everyone. Levy's comedic timing. Incredible. Perfect. He's so funny. 
so good. My favorite scene of him, though, is when, is like, I think it's the season two opener, and uh, they're like, why didn't you call? He's like, I texted Alexis, and he's just, like, sitting in the field. It's so funny. That entire scene is my favorite. Oh, no, wait, what was it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, think like, I called Alexis three days ago. <laughs> and right. Alexis says something. Like, one text, David. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's, like, one of my, that's, like, the one thing I can remember from the show, and I'm just, like, I laugh all the time. Just it's so good. This sorry, is I keep the, cutting you off. Keep, like, talking. Okay. <laughs> um, this is the one show that I probably watched, rewatched the least but it's something that I always want to rewatch. I feel like it's newer though. Like you like, no, it is. recently watched it, so like I rewatched it. I watched it for the first time, the end of 2020, and I think I did a rewatch summer-ish of last year. I started it last year. It just it's so good, and I'm so mad that I didn't like get into it while it was on television, and like it, all, it got all that hype when it won all the Emmys, which it rightfully should have won all it, them yeah but i wish it was like won all those awards earlier on <laughs> um, saying if you come to canada we can go visit it yeah I the know. town they filmed in you guys I can both come thousand percent would go that would be cool yeah i, I did go to a pop-up pop yeah. Pop-up. yeah yeah why don't they do pop-ups near me <laughs> i don't know it's, it's why like don't they do a pop-up where it's literally filmed near me and then i could go true they I don't know, do why it in no they don't <laughs> um but just Shits Creek it, and like Shits Creek is such a quotable show too like I can't even tell yeah. you how many times I say ew David and um, it stands on its own you cannot compare yeah. it to anything else it is no. so unique and it doesn't like, pull from anything like and it's, it's very it's inclusive as I don't well. know how they came up with right. that show but like it's phenomenal like yeah. They did so good. They deserve every ounce of praise that mm-hmm. they did for it. That show really makes me cry, too, because, like, you could see how each character just grew right from the beginning. Sorry. And mm-hmm. Alexis. Uh, Alexis sure. grew so much. And that then David and Patrick. Oh, love that. Anytime I hear stand by the, fact, the best. I was just going to say, I stand by that being the most romantic scene ever. And if I'm not proposed yes. to exactly like no. that, turning it down. Absolutely. Yes. Just they're oh so God. perfect for each other. And I still crack up thinking about the sign leaving Schitt's Creek or coming to Schitt's Creek. <laughs> Don't worry, it's his sister. <laughs> uh, just such a good show. So good. Mm-hmm. Now I want to rewatch that. Yeah. Now I really need to. There's so here. many quirks. So many good it quirks is. about it. Like Myra's accent, her <sighs> wigs, uh, it's so funny watching her in that and then going to something like Home Alone and just being like, yeah. what? Read the same it's so funny because on Twitter I saw where so many people didn't know who she was until Shit's Creek and then they'll watch something else of her and be like, her voice is different. And it's like, no, do you think she's she talking about who Catherine that? O'Hara is? Have you not watched Beetlejuice? Have you not watched Home Alone? Like, yeah. she's she's iconic. So iconic. And they're all Canadian legends, so I'm really? sure you love that, Sam. I do. I'm very proud. <laughs> okay, so my second comfort one is The Golden Girls, which rip Betty White. Um, I was extremely upset about that. Um, I watched The Golden Girls all day 
but it's a show that I've been watching since I was a kid. I would watch, I don't know if this is really Southern to say, uh, I should have just said grandma. Um, but I, I used to watch it with my Mima. Um, anytime it came on, I would watch it with her and it's just like been such a staple for me. Like I've, it's just, it's such a comfort to watch because it's also, it was very progressive for such yeah. a, a sitcom of old women in the eighties and early nineties. Like they would have so many episodes that dealt with like, um, HIV. I was going to say that was an episode. Yeah. Or, um, suicide or mental health and like, um, just things like that they really talked about and they were really what, open this was about. like what year was that like i think it came out in 87 i was gonna say yeah. i think it was the 80s yeah and so, a like, lot of stuff, stuff like they that, talked about was taboo and and also like just having like a show with like an all like near senior cast mm-hmm. and being so like open about sex is crazy wait did you yes. guys know that uh the woman that played dorothy and the woman that played I can't think B- of their actual B- name. B. Arthur and, and Estelle Getty. Yeah, they're a year they're like apart. like a year apart. A year. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. crazy. Um, I mean, and the woman who played Sophia, her mom, obviously they put makeup on her to make her look older. But she also had extreme anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, she had stage fright so bad. Oh. But you could never tell. She you was could the never tell. Funny. Um, but, and they have, I don't know. It's just like, I can put it on and I'm just really happy because it, there's no show like it, first no. of all. Um, yeah. And the jokes still hit. I will say, sometimes I have to look up the people they joke about, <laughs> but then I get it. Like, yeah. I'll look yeah. it up and I'll be like, okay, I get it now. So some of the jokes are dated for sure, but their dry sense of humor and um, just their jokes aren't like slapstick. You know what I mean? Like in your face funny. It's, it's very, very dry. subtle. Yeah. And that's the kind of comedy I like. So I I think I that's Golden Girls is just. Which I Golden think, Girl are you guys? <sighs> I'm a rose. I took a quiz. <laughs> I actually have no idea. I. I don't know. I think it's one of those things, like I said about friends. Lexi, you're Sophia. I, I see myself. I'm Sophia? No, Lexi is. Oh. Okay, um, maybe. I mean, I don't want to say Blanche. No, wait. No, what's the other one's name? Dorothy. Dorothy. Rose. I think Alexi's either a Dorothy or she's Dorothy. Sophia. But they're mom and daughter, so it goes hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, okay, so you're a healthy mix of them both. <laughs> I, no, I don't know I can see I've... being a Blanche. I do love Blanche. Well, yeah. she's Southern, so. Yeah. <laughs> but she has a, which is something else I love about her, and actually just all the, um, okay, I'll bring this up real quick. So, there was always a viral clip going around of the Golden Girls where they're all laughing in the show of Rose yeah. telling a joke, and people are saying they're breaking character, and they kept it in. But the woman who was on set the day Betty White died she wrote about this on Facebook she said actually nothing we ever did was improvised or put in because they laughed it's all calculated and they just made it look so authentic 
They were just That's such crazy. great actors, and they made it look so real that. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it nothing was ever like just put in or anything. Everything was well acted and, and well I like rehearsed. that because it makes you like really believe that they're all like real friends right. having like a real conversation. Because yeah. that is exactly right. how I'd be laughing with my friends. Mm-hmm. It it was just very like everything they do, like they're just such great actors and they put a lot into their characters. Especially with uh Rue McClanahan who played Blanche. I mean, she was the one who decided to do that accent. And she does not sound like that at really? all. She is That's not Southern. Oh my um, gosh. She, she decided herself, kind of like Myra, like how um, Catherine O'Hara was like, I want to do this accent. They just decided it to just do it. It just worked so well. It works. Like she does such a good, like old style Savannah, Georgia accent. And um, it's just stuff like that that makes you realize, like, these are really good actors, especially in yeah. sitcoms, because there are some sitcoms where things that just feel very in-your-face, funny, kind of cheap, like, mm-hmm. but it's good when it's a show where these people really hone their craft and their characters. Yeah. yeah. I could talk about I wish more of this generation would watch Golden Girls. Yeah. Because it's so funny. My second one is Gilmore Girls. So, specifically season one to four, because after season four, I get really frustrated and they bring in new characters that I don't like. And also they change writers in season seven. So it's like a completely different show almost. But the best way I can describe this show is it just feels like a warm hug. Like everyone in this town is so comforting and like, just like a whole caricature, however you say that word. I I love it. I love it so much. Like, Lorelai Gilmore is who I aspire to be. And they also make so many pop culture references, which I feel like is part of the reason why I'm so big into pop culture, as we can obviously tell, considering we made a podcast. Um, so, like, even, like, I have, like, the box set, and, like, they have little manuals with each season that tells you all, like, the pop culture references, so I'll, like, read it as I'm watching episodes. I love it so much, and, like, the casting is so good, like, there is, like, it's another show where I can't picture anyone else playing these characters, and I don't think either of you have seen it, so, like, I can't really talk too much (laughs) about it, but, like, it's so good. I feel like... I feel like it's just, like, so cleverly written. Like, if they talk a oh, mile it a minute, is. it's so yes. good. I love it so much. I, I was going to bring that up. Um, I've caught episodes, uh, like, here and there, back when it was, it would just come on ABC Family yeah. randomly. And I would just sit and be like, why are they talking so fast? Like, yeah. I was so confused. The actress is there a reason? Four? No, it's just how they are, because they, like, drink a lot of coffee, so I think, like, the whole joke is, like, they drink so much coffee, they're constantly wired, Mm. but it's funny, because the actress who plays Lorelai, she wrote a book called Talking As Fast As I Can, as, like, a kind of thing, because she talks nonstop. Yeah. Even my dad said, like, he's never watched the show in full, but he's like, have you seen the way those two talk to each other? He's like, it's just, like, a mile a minute. Yeah. It's so good, Um, though. It's the fact that they, because there's, like, no room for improv. Like, they've said that there's, like, there's no way we can do improv because everything is just, like, there and we have to nail it. There's so much yeah. to fit in. It's clearly, like, they're trying to put in as much dialogue as possible. Yeah. 
And, um, like, it's, like, so fun, like, seeing so, like, like all these references that they make. And, mm-hmm. like, it's so good. And it's, like, I was going to bring that up. Thing that you want. Like, on TikTok, there's this guy who, do, who does these TikToks, like, telling you what these Gilmore Girl references mean. Mm-hmm. And he'll go through them and he'll, like, show the clip from Gilmore Girls and then he'll explain it. Because apparently they make all these, like, really intellectual references. Yeah. And you really have to know, like, what they'll they're talking They'll make, like, David about. Lynch references. It, but it even goes further, like, history and, like, stuff you yeah. just have to know. And, like, well, because the daughter's, like, a them. genius. So then she'll make random references to, like, old literature. And then they'll make references to, like, movies from, like, the 30s. Like, it's mm-hmm. insane. And I don't know how. Yeah. The writers deserve every amount of praise that they ever got, every award they got, because the stuff that they could fit in was brilliant. And also so quotable. So funny. I love it. I also get another Gilmore Girls TikTok where it's this woman. <laughs> I think it's a sign. I think you need to watch. Maybe. Um, <laughs> it I'll, might I'll not put, be your show. I don't think it's a show for everybody, but it's fun. Um, but there's this other woman who is like, I don't know what she did. I think she was maybe in the props department or the, no, no, no. She was um, a clothes person whatever and she'll like explain stuff that they had to do on set and uh just crazy stuff they had to do just to be on time for everything also our girl machin was in us so true she was sherry she's in one of my favorite episodes of the no i've seen her clips (laughs) oh it's so good you'd love like the one episode she's in it's just so good i've watched her episodes yeah yeah her it's a show like it makes me happy for the most part but I think I just cry at every finale, but that finale got me so good. Um, I don't talk about the reboot. I hate the yeah. reboot. I feel like it's not a show for everybody, but I do think it's one that, like, is entertaining. And I feel like it's just so bizarre. Like, when I talk, because one of my comfort episodes is on here from Des- from from Gilmore Girls. And, like, when I tell you, like, the premise of that, it's just going to be like, what? Like, is this a real show? <laughs> Like, they have some weird ideas, but it's so good. Lexi, yours next. Oh, wait, we have to talk about is, this one together. Yeah, this one's conjoined because yeah, it's on it's Sam's It's on mine, too. Um, it's on Sam's list because I told her to watch the show, <laughs> and yeah. I got her fully addicted. I had already um, watched season one before I even met you guys. You just <laughs> pressured me into watching the rest of it. Yeah. I do want to say I do watch this show, too. Yeah. Like, I, I love, love this show, this too. Brie is my well, girl. Catherine's yes, mine. My queen. We should probably say it's Desperate Housewives. Yes, it's Desperate Housewives. I'll try not to talk about this too much because Sam and I can literally do an entire episode on Desperate we Housewives, and I think we are going to. Oh, I bet y'all um, could. We can. So Desperate Housewives. Let me. I've watched this show maybe five times. Rewatched. I watched it back in like 2020, I think, and I've rewatched yeah. it like three or four times since then. It's insane. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, a sitcom show where I can, like, rewatch it really quickly. Like, they're yeah. hour-long episodes, but, like, 40, 45 minutes. So. But I feel like they go by so quick. They do. They do. It's, it's addicting. Very, it's so good. The show is, like, not, like, your normal comfort episode, though, because it's not, like, a comedy. It's a sitcom. It's a dramedy. It's not, prim- it's not pr- yeah, it's a dramedy. I was going to say, it's not primarily a comedy. No, no, but... There's definitely some funny moments. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I even wrote, I'm like, it's not the most funny, but the way especially Brie delivers her lines just makes it funny. My queen. Yeah. Her delivery of everything is hilarious. 
like me and Alexi, like one of Lexi's favorite lines is there's someone who hits you with a dead squirrel every day. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like out of context, oh, it's just like, what? But in the show, it's just the way she delivers it. It's so funny. Oh, just their communication. They're so good. And, and like I, also like, like it keeps you hooked the entire time because there's always like a new mystery and all of the characters yeah. mm-hmm. are so intriguing. And I feel like it's a show where I never guess what was going to happen. Like I didn't yeah. ever guess what the main end goal in a storyline was. I don't think I did once. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe we got I, like close, no. but I don't think you ever really got there because it no, just I, like kind of subverted all expectations. I think I was more shocked at the endings at some endings than others. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah season four like Catherine's entire storyline just like went so my girl Catherine is my favorite and then I do a little Catherine season one I was very taken aback by yeah definitely interesting not like the most shocking but I was just like no I'm just like I remember watching that in fourth grade yeah yeah (laughs) when it came out (laughs) um and then my queen Angie Bolin as well. Her oh, season, her storyline is so good. So good. Season six is a little traumatizing to me as a Catherine fan, but it's oh yeah, yeah, definitely a little traumatizing. Good. But you know, there's so much. The majority of episodes make you like laugh. Yeah. But then there's their disaster episodes, which I still find such comfort in, which is so weird. I feel like they're just like some traumatizing. It's because they're interesting. They're so well made. They're very well made. So well made. I mean if you've seen the BTS of the The tornado tornado episode. They got helicopter thingies in there. Like Yeah. They they put in work. Yeah. Like that is not my favorite one. I will not rewatch that one. Yeah. I will. It's understanding one. I can't. I can rewatch like uh, certain scenes from it, but I cannot rewatch that. It hurts me. Uh, I still like, remember when a certain person got impaled, and that stuck with me as a small child. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that was like low key kind of funny. <laughs> it was. The CGI was a little. Yeah. I, it was a time. But um. I mean, we're not. We weren't gonna put it as. Uh, your comfort episode, but the hostage episode is honestly so some of the best TV I've watched. Oh my god. It's oh, like so man. well acted, yes. well I mean, made. It's that insane. stuck with me. It still scares me a little bit. No, it does. Oh, just so you guys are talking good. about the one with Laurie Metcalf yeah. in the grocery store. Okay. Yeah, the grocery store. You always play a crazy lady. <laughs> that is such like a like a a lone episode oh, yeah. that feels like a movie almost like it's, it's just terrifying. like like to watch it and then like everybody like gathered around watching it oh my god we could talk about <sighs> this in a whole episode. yes we could talk about it that is such we'll a good episode a watch party for it. <laughs> i literally did a ranking of the disaster episodes and that was my number one and all i could say was the acting in this is phenomenal yes yeah um I, I yeah one of my favorite so it's this plane crash happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally all my comfort just for Housewives episodes are like disaster ones. Also, like, it's so bizarre. Like, at one point, a plane crashes onto a residential street. Like, <laughs> they really just doing the most in Wisteria Lane. 
Yeah. It's an insane show, but it's so comforting to me. Like Gosh. it's one of my one of my comfort episodes is from that show, and I'll talk about like why and like what that episode means to me. But like, right. what what state do they ever say what state Wisteria Lane is in? So it's kind of funny. I feel like it's Wisconsin. So, it's definitely not Wisconsin. It's not. It's Wisconsin. never they, actually suggested, but their license plate say the Eagle State, which is kind of. Uh, go with Pennsylvania but they also say right. towns that are really in like upstate New York and they're like oh mm-hmm. Mount Vernon which is not super far from like yeah. Manhattan so I watched like this I'm one interview where like it was on they were talking about my girl and they were saying how they don't like to say the era that it's set in but they leave you little hints because they mm-hmm. don't want to like stay too hooked on that. And I think that's kind of what yeah. they to do here as no, well. Definitely. Like they don't want you to think like, Oh, we're just doing like, we're trying to keep up with stereotypes of New York or. But it's also kind of funny though, because like it never snows in almost area lane. Yeah. So like, it's that's also has to say. be like in California or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. This show's a fever dream. I'm convinced. It is. It is. It's so good. Also, but- I hate the finale. But that's another episode. Finale could be no, no. I'm mad about the finale. The finale is okay. No, until I it starts, it. until everyone starts to leave. That's what I don't like. Okay, we the can last just... ten minutes could be cut off, and okay. I would not care. Yes, the last ten minutes could be cut. The rest <laughs> of it is really good, and it makes me want to cry. And we're not going to talk about okay, it. Because... We're not going to talk about it yet, but we will do a full episode, and it'll probably be like four hours long. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but. Desperate Housewives. My mom used to watch Desperate Housewives when it was airing on television. Like so my mom, I remember sitting downstairs. My mom would just be like, cover my eyes, and she'd be like, No, don't watch the scene. But like my mom keeps saying, she's like, I wish there was a show like that on again. Like my aunts watch it, and they always mm-hmm. used to talk about it. And like, there's just nothing like it anymore. I there feel isn't. like, like a and, good housewife mom. Well, show. Yeah. why women kill is sort of but close, it's not, but it's because it's the same writer, so it's yeah. kind of survives. But nothing will ever. And it's on an actual television. It's on a streaming service. um, Which old people, like my mom, (laughs) don't know how to work. (laughs) Um, But just Mark Cherry. Well, you know what? The Desperate Housewives Twitter account has been posting. Like, I know they're getting ready for that reboot. (laughs) I will take just, like, a women tell all style thing. I don't care. I just want to see them back together. (laughs) What well, streaming service do you think it would be on? Like Hulu? Disney, either Hulu uh, or I Disney think, I think it would be Disney because they did it on ABC and ABC is owned by Disney now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they would put it on Disney Plus. That's why it's on Disney Plus. It's not really? in the U.S. It's in not Canada. on the U.S. <laughs> but, what the hell? Yeah, since ABC is owned time, by it's still Disney. on Hulu, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be Hulu. But y'all don't have like Hulu, Disney. so that's probably why. Yeah. Um, so weird. Macy, you're on my Hulu, so. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, you still have an account on my Hulu. I'll I don't give you use the password yours. You can, and stuff. You can, no, you can delete it. I have my. Own. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All good. All good. Um, but yeah, I just think you need another show like that. I think they're trying to. There's a no, new show on called Pivoting. Um, yeah, I heard about that. With Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah, I think we said that it was kind of giving us that vibe, but I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either. It's also, it just doesn't seem good. I kind of wanted to watch it because it takes place on Long Island, but um, 
apparently nothing like, about the show gives Long Island vibes. So I don't want to <laughs> say that Desperate Housewives is like a lightning in the bottle kind of show because that's how like people would describe Twin Peaks. But at the same time, you don't get anything like it. Where are yeah, you going to no, find? I like, think you're right. Yeah. I think the only thing, and I think it's just because I they watched them back to back too. True. So. He's in everything. I was just going to yeah. say, like, I watched Sex and the City and Desperate Housewives back to back. So to me, they kind of feel similar, but I think it's just because I watched them back to back. Okay, but I watched Desperate Housewives first. So I was like, when I watched Twin Peaks, I was like, oh, that's that's Orson. <laughs> yeah, I watched no, Peaks so first. I watched Twin Peaks, Desperate Housewives, How I Met Your Mother. He's in How I Met Your Mother as well, Macy. Um, oh my God. He's on SVU too. So he's, he's been on there twice. Like- Kyle Two Mc- different characters. All right, this episode is dedicated to Kyle hop. McLaughlin. No, it really is. <laughs> Women for Kyle McLaughlin. Wait, yes. he hasn't been in the office. He has been in goal. Okay. In no. every, he's in everything. He really is. Yeah, so um, if you want to hear us more talk about Desperate Housewives, tune in to our Desperate Housewives episode. Yeah, we don't coming. know when we'll do it, but... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We were going to wait till October and do it... What? Oh, that is during their That's anniversary. That's October. So I was going to say we could do it in October, but I don't really want to wait till October. No, it feels like a spring show. So we'll do it in the springtime. Okay. Okay, I guess I should talk about SCU. Yeah. <laughs> Break it in. This one needs a full explanation. So take as much time as you need. <laughs> okay. So my third... Th- okay, so the reason why I made this my third one was because it might be a little jarring to everyone. Um, so my third comfort show... I didn't have these in order, by the way. I just made sure this one was last. Um, is Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> and I just, I just, I really want to give a trigger warning first because I will be talking about what, what the premise of the show is about. And I just want to put that out there for anyone listening that might be triggered by these topics. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go into, like, explicit yeah. detail but I just want to yeah. make sure that people know that it's a very sensitive topic um okay so let me explain law and order SVU <laughs> so first of all let me say it's been going on for 20 years now that's crazy <laughs> um it started in 1999 still going strong um so basically I think everyone kind of gets it law and order is a police procedural it's about cases that have to do with uh some that are in sexual nature but that's not the only thing that special victims unit deals with um which svu is actually a real unit in police whatever they're called precincts okay so svu obviously means special victims unit um it doesn't just deal with sex crimes SVU also deals with the elderly and children. So any crimes that have to do with older people or children, they don't have to be in sexual nature. They deal with them too. Um, And like I I said, I know I shouldn't be interrupting, but when you explain that, all I can hear is the theme thing in my head. And then I love that song. It hits. Um, Sorry, continue. I was just, like, hearing the exact, like, guy echoing special victims unit. These are their stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that whole thing. Um, So there are currently 23 seasons. Um, I am on 
I'm on season 16, and but I, I simultaneously watched the new episodes, so I'm caught up. But, um, so the reason why this is my comfort show is because of one character. It would not be my comfort show if it wasn't for Olivia Benson. And I think that Olivia Benson is probably one of maybe one of the most like well-known characters even if you don't watch law and order you know who she is yeah i feel like even if you don't know her by name like you know who she is we saw a picture yeah right um and i think what's so special about her character is that she has been on the show since 1999 she's been on the show from the beginning and she's still going strong and it's such a special thing because you never get to see a character develop and go through trauma stuff for 20 years. You know how you have like time jumps and stuff in TV shows where they grow older and stuff. This is, you literally get to see from 1999 all the way till current day. What I she also has love that through. like, you've never heard her say like a bad thing about the show. Like she yeah. likes being there. I think she, I haven't loved- heard me say anything. Yeah. She because, loves like, even with being like Grey's there. Anatomy, there are some who have been there from the beginning, not gonna name names, who like want the show to end. And I'm like, dude, this is your livelihood. <laughs> no, Mariska actually loves her job and she loves the routine and she always says that she knows the crew and everything and she loves yeah. going to work every day. It's like going to an office every day, sort of thing. But that's crazy that it's been 23 um, years though. I know, and it, but it's like I was saying, it's such a special thing being able to see a character go through literally 20 years of development and you grow so attached to this character and you see from the beginning of law and order they don't focus on their personal lives the characters personal lives they really focus on cases and you get to see what they bring of the personal lives into work so you don't really get to see them outside of work as much Mm -hmm. but olivia becomes such a well-loved like character that people care about that she becomes the main focus and the ones that people want to know more about. Um, And it's just really great because you get to see her be this rookie detective. And now this year she's captain. Like she's literally over everything and she's been here and you've seen the trauma that she's gone through and she has a kid now. And she's like, it's just really nice to see that happen in real time. And you get to see all her horrible hairstyles which um we won't we yes. won't talk about there's a few <laughs> but um yeah it does the show does deal with a, obviously a sensitive topic of sexual assault which isn't I don't want isn't something I can necessarily relate to some of the really traumatic things that happen but the way Olivia deals with the victims feels very comforting to me and the character that she is she just cares so much and where she came from because you know her backstory the reason why she got into SVU which is because her mom was raped and she Olivia was the product of rape and her mom never got over that and she took it out on Olivia and so Olivia had to take care of herself growing up and she went into SVU to help victims of sexual assault. And oh yeah, she's just an amazing character. And you just get to see, like I said, you just get to see so much of her grow. And how she deals with victims and how the times change. 
and it is just really nice and she's just such a warm character she just knows how to deal with situations and when you see her get in horrible situations it really hits you and if anybody who watches this watches SVU and you've seen the the William Lewis episodes you will know that it it gets tough for her and like you kind of want to die inside because it's so bad. Um, but yeah. So are the William Lewis episodes the ones where she gets kidnapped or yes. Yeah. yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Those are the ones where she gets kidnapped. Um, and it's like really intense episodes and she deals with the trauma that happened in season 15 and she still talks about it like in newer episodes because it, I mean, she has scars from this guy, like, she talks about, like, she was branded by him and stuff, like, so it really stuck with her, and it's just really interesting to, like, know their history and have watched their history, like, they're not talking about, oh, back when this happened to me, it's like, that was before the show started, it was like, this happened when the show started, like, was already on, you know, it's like 20 Mm -hmm. years of this, and... Yeah, I mean, she's the longest-running character on television. That's crazy. And she does a pretty damn good job of it. She does. Rishka Hargitay. Um, and, yeah, she's, like, what? She just turned 58. Queen trip. She's 58? Yeah. She's 58. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, she started on SVU, and she was, like, 35. That's and she met her crazy. husband on SVU. That's yeah. Cute. It's really cute. They're really cute. He still guest stars occasionally. Oh, I love that. Even it's though, really like, adorable. Elliot and Olivia. I, I Hardcore. But <laughs> I, I do like their little scenes together because it's like they never have, they never date or anything on the show, The her and her husband. And it's like, how do they, how are they, like, so in love, yet they can play these, like, characters that aren't in love? It's really weird. I wonder that, too, because actually in How I Met Your Mother, their significant others guest star as well, and mm-hmm. their, their significant others play really annoying characters, actually. <laughs> but, well, like, the new so sequel was, like, Tim and Faith, they, like, kind of hate each other right now, and then I'm watching that, I'm like, y'all are so in love in real life, how are you doing this? That's how do like, they do love. it? I don't know. She slaps him at one point and I'm waiting. How do they look into each other's eyes and you just don't, like, it looks like they're two separate people. Yeah. It's crazy. It's acting. Acting, man. But but that's, like, true acting. But, um, yeah, also, uh, I guess I'll say about Elliot and Olivia. Um, so they, Elliot was on the show from season one to season 12 and he was married the whole time. And he had, like, five kids. Uh, But there was always something between them. And finally, season whatever, we're on, 23. His wife. Yeah. um, (laughs) She kicked the bucket, finally. Um, Finally. (laughs) Now, Elliot and Olivia can do their thing. They can raise their kids together. Happily ever after. But, yeah, imagine a slow burn that's happened for 20 years. I'd kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I would give up. Yeah. Um, luckily, I'm just now in this, and I came back yeah. 
when Elliot came back. Um, but I, I feel for the people who have been there from the beginning. So with comfort shows also comes comfort episodes. Um, some of mine are from like my like some aren't like they're definitely comfort like shows as well but like they're just one episodes that just like stick with you and like all mine are from my comfort shows not all mine are but my top I have a top three because I can I could be here for a while (laughs) just thinking of ones but my first one is the slap that in How I Met Your Mother. I, just any Robin Sparkles episode in How I Met That's Your Mother. That's a Robin Sparkles episode. Go-to. Is that yeah, what's for the mall? Yes. Okay. I know that song. Bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. Yeah. Um, just any Robin Sparkles episode is my go-to watch. Um, that one. And then I don't really like Sandcastles in the Stand. But. Isn't that like um, the song she walks down the aisle to? I think it I is. I think it's an instrumental version. I think it is, which is so funny. Um, I like the, um, oh my god, what's the math game show that she's on? Oh, I can't remember. But that one's just so funny, too, because it's like, they think it's porn, and then it's like, not porn, but it is porn. It's just so dirty. And then the final Robin Sparkle episode is really funny too because they've got so many Canadian actors in that one and there's so many Canadian guest stars I mean like um I was gonna say Alex Trebek no Alan Thicke Alex Trebek is also in it but Alan Thicke is the main um yeah so like obviously the slap bets like probably my number one comfort episode of Robin Sparkles four part little thing because it's the first one and just what quadrilogy thank you quadrilogy um and I think it's really funny too just Marshall Barney and Lily all coming up with the slap bet mm-hmm. and that's like such a fun running joke it that's is. what I love about this show there's a lot of running gags that yeah. you don't think they're gonna go back to and they always do always go back to it I just remember the goat like them mentioning there was a goat at a party and that was in like see like an early season and they talk about it like Eight seasons later. The one thing that they've never fully really mentioned any was the pineapple. Yeah. The pineapple's very interesting, but... I've just forgotten about it because I don't want to... It'll keep me up. <laughs> okay. Um, But I feel like anyone who watches How I Met Your Mother, I hope you like the Robin Sparkles episode. Because it's also funny just to see Robin in a different light. It's and the fact so that she was funny. a Canadian pop star in the 90s. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Love her, love her. Um, so then my next comfort episode is the season seven finale of Desperate Housewives. It's called Come On Over for Dinner. And I meant to mention this was Desperate Housewives. I love how each of Desperate Housewives episode is named after a Stephen Sondheim song. Yeah. Which I think is so cool. And the fact that they were able to come up with like what? What's eight times like 24? <laughs> uh, I saw Jenna tweet about it. Like 192. Something like that. I feel like there's more, actually. There probably is. That's, like, a rough estimate. But 192 Stephen Sondheim songs is pretty impressive. May rest in peace. Um, But there's just so many good Desperate Housewives episodes. Like I said, the Mm -hmm. disaster ones somehow bring me comfort in I don't know what way. Um, dinner. 
the progressive dinner makes me so want to live fun. on a block. No, we're all gonna like, we're all gonna lane. move onto the same street, and we're gonna have a progressive yeah. dinner once a month. No, like honestly, though, it just uh, seems like body so much in fun. body in a trunk, not included. Would rather not. No. No. Nope. Dead rest. body at dessert. No. Nope. <laughs> um. But it's also so funny. Like, so Bree's my favorite character. Um, just queen yeah. shit. <laughs> yes. Um, she goes through the most growth and development in the entire show. She's my favorite baby. Uh, <laughs> but, no. <laughs> I love the fact that she burns the chicken at the progressive dinner party. It's funny. so funny. So funny. Um, it's just like. Uh, it's just so there's so many funny moments like oh Renee finding out that her uh, ex-husband's getting remarried um I don't want to bring up Tom Lynette but like really sad but like also just that one scene that one scene just kills me every time um but yeah there's there's another episode that Sam's gonna mention this that's another one that I can always watch um I can literally, once again, I'm not going to talk about Desperate Housewives that much because it's going to come episodes because I can, like, rank the entire seasons, what seasons are my comfort seasons, my comfort characters, mm-hmm. my favorite lines. Like, so come back for the Desperate Housewives episode. Yeah. Um, it might be, like, a two-part special because, like, it's going to be a while. Oh, um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then my last comfort episode is um carol of the bells from season two of ted lasso and i will not spend that much time talking about this because you guys want probably want me oh we talk about it a lot in our last episode yeah no at the time you're watching this it is in our last episode oh in one of our episodes in our our woman for jason sudeikis episode because we love him but carol the bells is just it's so perfect and wholesome and I get Ted Becca, and then I get my little queen Phoebe and Roy Keeley, and just the whole team going to the Higgins, and it's just so good. I literally just watched that episode. Like, if I want to watch Ted Lasso, and I like, I'm really trying hard not to rewatch shows this year. I'm trying to watch new shows and like try to get more into movies. But if I just like need like a Ted Lasso episode, it's that one is gonna yeah. be put on, or no weddings and a funeral. But okay. Yeah. So my first one I'm going to talk about is The Office, and I have a lot of comfort ones, which pretty much a bunch of them are my comfort ones. Um, but I mean, I'll just I'll be really quick with it. So one of my comfort ones is Jim and Pam's wedding, which is when they have their wedding at Niagara Falls. And they okay, all I have go. a question. Yes. Is that the one that always has the gif of them like going like this down the aisle? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I've always wondered what that's from. Everyone at the office does like this because when this episode came out, it was when it was popular to do what were they called? Like flash dances. dances or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When God. they would do flash dances. <laughs> so they did it. Everyone from the office did it for their wedding. But so many things went wrong before the wedding even started. And it's it's just such a good episode. It's funny. But also so heartwarming and also you get to see Jim and Pam get married which they're perfect for each other um, my second favorite office episode which goes into my second whatever um, is the dinner party episode and if you don't know what that means you live I under a rock it is it makes me laugh so hard 
Um, it's an episode where like some of them from the office go to Michael Scott and his girlfriend's condo and they have a weird relationship. They're kind of like very passive aggressive towards each other. Melora, and- right? Huh? Is that Melora Hardin's character? Yes. I Melora have seen Hard- this scene. I have seen yes. this scene. Um it's just it makes everyone feel really awkward at this dinner party and it's all set at this dinner party. There's no like there's an office epi- like an episode of them in the office like in the very beginning, but that's it. It's all set during this party. And it is just so funny, so uncomfortable. And there's like a whole blooper reel of just this episode because they could barely get through it. And oh John Krasinski, he he said that is the hardest he's ever laughed is trying to get through this episode. And it's just, it's funny. It's just so funny. I love it. I love when people who have just watched the show, I love it when they get to that episode because I love their thoughts. Um, it's just... It's one of my favorite quotable ones. So my third comfort episode um, is from <laughs> it's from SVU. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but but for for reasons. Okay, so it's called Fault, and it's in season six or seven. I can't remember. Um, and it's the first time we get a scenario with Elliot and Olivia where they have to choose either to get the perp or take care of each other. And it's like, it's the episode where I realized that they're meant for each other. Um, So the scenario was there was a kid being kidnapped and he was being taken away in this airport, but Olivia had gotten injured in that process. And Elliot sees the kid get away with the guy, but he goes and grabs Olivia to see if she's okay and that kid ends up getting killed and so he gets stuck with this dilemma like I just saved Olivia over what our job is and it becomes this whole thing like over several episodes where they're like can we even be partners anymore because we've gotten too close and it's like it's just like this whole thing. Oh my god! But that was the episode where it was just like, there's definitely more. <laughs> no, right? It sounds a little <laughs> messed I'm up, a little Macy. Upset, but, but it's okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> but it, it was the first episode where I was like, yeah, there's definitely something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just becomes they get in this huge fight and they're just yelling at each. It's like feels very emotional. And um, domestic, a little no, not that's not the right word. Um, like it just really shows how much they care for each other, and it's the first time they hug. And um, yeah, (laughs) they didn't hug until season six or seven. (laughs) God damn this slow burn! You take you take what you can get with the ship. Okay, Okay, we took the handhold for phallus for how long? Oh my god, they just held hands for the first time like two se- two episodes ago. Oh, for the first time? <laughs> we go- I saw that, Jim. The we go- timeline loses their ever-loving mind. We got one gif of them holding hands, and it was two episodes ago. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's very much angsty, but it's just like, 
it's just so nice to see that they finally come to terms with like oh and um after this arc ends um so they have to go after this happens their captain is like I don't know if you guys can work together anymore I think you've gotten too close um and so they have to go to therapy um to talk about what happened there because they're not talking to each other at this point because Elliot is mad that he chose her over saving that kid and so he's having this dilemma in his head um so they have to go to therapy and towards the end of this arc the captain talks to the therapist and is like so do you think I should uh split them up and she's like if you split them up you will be losing both of your best detectives and that's how it ends and it's like it's perfect okay the end it is very cute and very perfect little little crazy little crazy but definitely like it's the spark that like it's the ignition that like need to light the spark yes (laughs) i i hate to say that that was like six seasons in but yeah oh my god (laughs) that was actually crazy Um, i know I know. Yeah. And she had bangs, so that was a good season. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason why it's your comfort episode. Yeah. I, I do love the bangs era, I will say. Um, My comfort episodes, though. So my first one is from Friends. I don't know why this is my comfort episode, but I know it word for word. Like, beat by beat I know every single thing and it's the one with the jellyfish and it's the one <laughs> it's the one where Monica gets stung by a jellyfish and then Joey and Chandler like have to pee on her and it's also the one where like Phoebe meets her birth mom and Rachel and Ross get back together and she writes him like a five-page letter and starts the whole we were on a break thing like all that and I don't know why I love that episode so much no, but I rewatch good. it constantly and there's really nothing special about it. Like, it's just so fun. And it's, like, it's in a new setting, too. Like, they're on the beach for the majority of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so fun. I love it. Um, And then my other one is from Gilmore Girls. And I actually have two. And I can't decide which one I like more. Um, But one of them is called They Shoot Gilmore's Don't They? Which is where they have a 24-hour dance-a-thon in the town. And it's, like... They're, like, dressed as, like, 50s people, and, like, they're just having a giant dance marathon for 24 hours nonstop, and, like, so much drama, but it's so funny, and then the other one I like is, this is actually probably my favorite episode of the show, is Last Week Fights, This Week Tights, and it's the one where, so Luke and Lorelai are kind of like Elliot and Olivia, where you're waiting for them the entire show, Yeah. and at this one, they go to Luke's sister's wedding, and they'd slow dance together. And he took slow dancing lessons for this. Aww. And, like, she looks so pretty, too. And it's a Renaissance-themed fair. And they mm-hmm. dance to, like, the sweetest song ever. And, like, every time I hear it, I just kind of want to, like, melt inside. But it also has, like, one of, like, the most divisive storylines where uh, Rory sleeps with her married ex-boyfriend. Um, and loses her virginity. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, like, it's just, like, a wild show. I mean, wild episode. But it's, like, one of, like, my comfort ones. And I remember, like, recently I rewatched it, like, three times in the span of, like, two, three days. Like, I just watched it back to back to back because I love it. Um, But then my other one that Lexi mentioned that we're talking about is from Desperate Housewives. And it's the game. 
this episode, I die every single time. So in this season, so season four is my comfort season too. Like it's my favorite season <laughs> of the entire show. It's amazing. I could, I'll watch any episode from that except for the tornado episodes. Um, but <laughs> so in season four, Lynette has cancer. So she's dealing with chemo and having like a really rough time with it. So her mom suggests that she do pot. And she's like, no, like I'm not going to smoke pot. So her mom bakes it into brownies, but uh, Susan is hosting a charades night. So, you know, they just accidentally end up having pot brownies there. And Tom is going around collecting all these pot brownies. And then Lynette comes in and is high as a kite and kicks over a lamp. <laughs> like, it's it's so funny. And uh, she's literally in, yeah, charades ninja. It's so funny. It's honestly one of the funniest episodes I've ever seen. Um, it has Catherine in it, too. So, a plus. And then, like, just, it's one of those, like, ones where everybody's in, like, the same place, too. Yeah. It's so funny. I think that's why I love my so much, too, is because the yeah. whole cast is Well, the adult cast, not the children. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's just, like, an episode, like, I've tweeted it so many times where I'm just, like, I'm from having a bad day. I just want to go home, crawl into bed, and put on this episode because it just feels like a hug to me. Like, I remember, like, having, like, anxiety attacks, and then I would just be, like, oh, my God, like, I can't breathe right now, and I just put it on, and I'm, like, like, just soothe. (laughs) It's, I love it so much. Such a good episode. Like, I don't think any episode can top that one for me. It's so good. It's so funny. Also, that's also the episode where Brie is still hiding her pregnancy, so she sends Susan to a gynecologist on, like, bad side of town. Oh, everything is so good. It's it's peak. No, it's perfect. Yeah, no, like, Tom, like, collecting those brownies was really funny. And the way he just, like, it's goes like, up to Brie and is, like, mm, carbohydrates or something like that. Just, yeah. Like, making just up the most stupid nice. excuses to do it. And then when Lynette's, like, watching Spongebob with the kids, <sighs> it's so funny. Like, if yeah. you just, like, want, like, a good laugh, like, this episode really just has it all. It does. I love, like, episodes like that that are just fun, you know, to yeah. cut back yeah. the... I also forgot Lynette, like, she's... Yeah. <laughs> she's explaining Hang 'em High, <laughs> and she reenacts uh, Edie's suicide <laughs> She's like... She's like... <laughs> and Tom's like, Hang 'em High? Hang 'em High. She's like, she's like yes! <laughs> Everyone's like, excuse me. I think Lynette is one of the funniest. Oh, for sure. Oh God, she's yeah. so good. So I think good. she's like the most funny overall, but Brie delivers yeah. her lines in the most. Yeah. Funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say like, they're they're like their com- their comedy is different. Mm-hmm. But yes. I it. It's oh, I love that episode so much. Now I want to go rewatch it. It's so funny. It like always makes me laugh no matter how many times I rewatch it. It's now awesome, we watch awesome. everything you guys talk Same. about. Same. <laughs> but this that's all of our, like, comfort shows stuff. Yeah. We were going to do comfort movies. <laughs> but this is a that's long episode now. <laughs> so I think we're going to split that up. I don't know when it'll happen. But we will talk about it. And I think maybe we'll, like, add something else to it, too. Mm-hmm. Don't know what. You'll just kind of see it when it happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was our comfort show. We do shows. characters. I was thinking maybe we do, like, comfort movies and comfort characters. Yeah. So, if you're interested in that, do let us know. 
Um, and then we'll also have kind of like an interactive one kind of coming up soon that we have planned for March that yeah. might already yeah, be sure. posted at this time, but maybe not. I don't know. Just keep like attached to like our Twitter and our Instagram. Yes. And we'll kind of keep you updated on that. But yeah, that's our episode, I guess. Yeah, thanks, Macy, for coming on again. Yeah, you'll see her lots more. I literally could talk to you guys for, obviously, hours. Oh, this episode (laughs) became so long because we just couldn't stop talking about random things in the middle. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Enter the Fangirls. You can keep up with us on social media. Our YouTube and Instagram are Enter the Fangirls, and our Twitter is Enter Fangirls. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we cannot wait for you to join us next time. Once again, I'm Lexi. I'm Sam. That's Macy. And this has been Enter the Fangirls. Girls.